The bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1. G1 Reeds and Chanters were played in 8 out of the 9 winning World Championship performances in 2017, including the newly crowned Grade 1 World Champions in Vararian District, and also for some bands, including the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, yes, it's Wednesday, which means it's time for another Big Rab Show podcast. Hi everyone, how are you? Hope you're keeping the very best. Well, for those of you who haven't listened to the show before, <clears throat> welcome! We are the show for the piping folks. So, we talk all about the instrument we love, bagpipes. <laughs> now, <clears throat> granted it may not be for everyone... But I have found this last while a lot of new people listening to both the live show and the podcast have really begun to love what we do. So hey, hello all of our new listeners and to all of you guys who have been following each and every podcast. Hello to you as well. What did you think of last week? Huh? Huh? Yeah, that was part one of bass drumming. What did you think about that? That was our first special podcast that we've put together. That took a little while to get pieced together. But yeah... What did you think? That was the first one. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot of listener mail about that, and we'll get to that. But, yeah, I'd be interested to know your thoughts, because part two on bass drumming is around the corner. It is currently in the closing stages, and, yeah, I did ask at the end of the last week's podcast to get speaking to uh, bass drummers from the lower grades, and that's just what we've been doing. Yeah, so, check out bass drumming part two. That is to come, and... Yeah, let's get into it. This week's podcast, as a normal service, has been resumed. Your normal Big Rab Show podcast is back. So a lot of people uh, <clears throat> didn't like the break from the routine. They were like, oh, come on, man, where's the listener mail? Where's the news? All that sort of stuff. Yeah, I do understand people like a routine, I suppose. But sometimes it's good to break from the routine, you know, and make special podcasts like that. So... I enjoy putting it together, and it was a very interesting conversation, one of which we will continue. So, but yeah, here you go, guys. The normal service has resumed. So let's kick things off with a shout-out to our amazing patrons. Yes, shout-out to Brandon Moreno, HouseOfPiping.com, and LoneStarPiper.com. You guys are awesome sauce, supporting what we do here on the podcast. Yeah, just awesome. There we go. Right. And if you are interested in supporting our little podcast and what we do, please do go and check out our Patreon page where you can see there's various little perks and stuff uh, for different levels of help and everything. Yeah, just go and check it out. It's all on our Patreon page. And yeah, every single penny you guys would help out with really does help a long, long way. Trust me. Right. Let's get to it. Time for some listener mail. <clears throat> First email that we're going to look at uh, came in a while ago, actually. It came in last week, actually, as we were dropping the new episode. So this came from Chris Shepard, and he says, Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, Rab. This is, uh, hope you fared well through the hurricane. A nasty bit of weather from the looks of it. Yeah, us here in Northern Ireland did have yeah, a bit of a nasty spell of weather. I think, what they call it, Hurricane Ophelia or something. I think that's what they call it. But I, it was pretty nasty, to be fair. Um, luckily, where I was here, it got really stormy and a bunch of trees blew down and stuff and a few roads blocked. But uh, other than that, nobody hurt. No property damage, really, to speak of. So, yeah, I think we got off pretty likely. So, yeah, that's been fun, Chris. Thanks for asking. But, yeah, we're all fine. Thank you. are all safe and well. So, he says, over the next couple of weeks, Weeks, could you please announce the band's open house from November the 2nd? Oh, okay. So he's obviously the member of, uh, let me see, I'm reading forward here. He's a, a piper of the City of Albany Pipe Band. Ooh, there you go. The City of Albany Pipe Band are holding an open night, an open house on November the 2nd. Awesome. So, yeah, heading to O'Toole's Restaurant Pub, which is just around the corner from the Celtic Hall. Uh, at the doors open at 8pm, November the 2nd. And 
of course, you get to hang out with the band, learn about all of what they do, and of course, then get to hang out afterwards with the band and do some socialising. So, hey, fantastic. If you are interested, full details, I'm sure, will be available through the City of Albany Pipe Band social media. You can go and check that out. And uh, he says, one more request. Uh, would you also please put the band on the matchmaking list? Yeah, like all other bands, always looking for new members. So the City of Albany Pipe Band throwing the open house... <coughs> opening the doors, letting people uh, call in and get a look and see what they're doing. And they're also recruiting. So if you are interested, go and check that out. That's the 2nd of November. So there you go, Chris. Thanks a million for emailing that in. And we will add that to the matchmaking list. Um, our matchmaking service has been kind of slowing down this last while, we've found. But then again, <clears throat> when you take into consideration where we are in the piping calendar, right now this is maybe the tail end of October. Uh, yeah. Bands are really starting to hunker down and get into the nitty-gritty of their material. So recruiting at this stage can be difficult, I think. You know, if I say even if I was to join a band at this stage, I would find it difficult to catch up because a lot of bands have been already furiously busy behind closed doors. So, yeah, perhaps that's why our matchmaking service is slowing down. But it is still operational. If you do want to go and play in a band, regardless of where you may be listening to this, uh, you know, you could be a complete beginner, a learner, or you can be an advanced player and you are interested in finding a band next to where you live, definitely get in contact with us at the Big Rab Show and we will put you in contact with a band yeah, who you are recruiting. Right. Let's get to it. We've got a few emails here about our bass drumming podcast. That was last week. Now, to say the least, it went down pretty well. We got a whole load of messages from people saying how awesome it was that finally bass drummers are part of a conversation about pipe bands. Because, like me, a lot of bass drummers do feel like they were neglected. (laughs) Now, I also caught a little bit of abuse, although I think it was in in kind-heartedness abusive, you know what I mean? It's a bit of harmless slagging, saying, oh God, what are you talking to them for? You know what I mean? But that was all in good fun. Right, let's get to it. We've got a couple of emails. This one here's from John. He says, good day, big rab, rabby, rab. Right, okay, you went a bit overboard there. (laughs) He says, thanks for the great podcast on bass drumming. It was great and informative as usual. My bass drumming learning journey was I had started to take my son, Harry, a snare drummer, to the local pipe band. After a few weeks, the pipe band sergeant uh, said the band did not have a bass drummer. My son offered my services. Ah, wasn't that awesome? You just got through in the deep end then, John. (laughs) Uh, So that was about 10 months ago, and I am now the bass drummer of the Highlands Pipes and Drums in Mittagong, New South Wales, Australia. Our band is not currently graded, but hey, that's awesome. So fantastic that you're playing, John. But like many bass drummers, you seem to have been thrown in at the deep end. He continues, he said, As a child, I had music lessons in pipe organ and was a choralist in the local cathedral. Wow. So I had ability, some ability to read and play music. Well, see, that's a good head start. He goes on and he says, I have found so far that there's not a lot of information on bass drumming technique, musicality, and gear, etc. There are lots of instructional books, DVDs, YouTube clips, uh, websites, etc. that are solely dedicated to piping and snare drumming and some on tenor drumming. Yeah, if anything, I've noticed this this past while. There's a bunch of different websites all on tenor drumming that have recently just sprung up. Some real cracking ones as well. You know, that actually give you notation for tunes that you can learn. They show you different flourishing techniques that you can learn and practice and give you, well, practice techniques and things. Tenor drumming's really lifted off, so maybe that could be another topic in itself. Um, But yeah, nothing really on bass drumming. So you have a point there, John. He says, to me, so far, it is more about doing what works for your band and having eyes only for the pipe major foot, tapping the tempo and playing the dots on the page. I think you're 100% right there. He says, I have competed in the recent solos at the ACT and Australian Championships and found my feedback invaluable to help to improve my technique. Thank you for your great podcast. It's great pleasure. Uh, It's 
knowledge and advice every week. I look forward to future instalments on bass drumming. Thanks, John Bell. John, you are welcome, my friend. And thank you very much for emailing in. And yeah, you raised some interesting points there about there is kind of a distinct lack of information on bass drumming. And I suppose that's why I wanted to start the conversation. So who knows, I may have started the ball rolling with this. You never know. Uh, John goes on to say, says, P.S., uh, shout out to all the members of the Mighty Highlands Pipes and Drums. So there you go. That's a shout out to you. <laughs> Grant, one last little bit of listener mail. Let's get to it. This is from Brian Harris. He says, hey, Rab, great episode on bass drumming. He says, as always, enjoyed it. And it got me thinking about bass drummers who's entertaining. Yeah. I came to the conclusion that one of my favourites favorites to watch is Craig Hoss Colhoun. Now you got Hoss, the legend that is. So, uh, yeah, he was a big, big man and he definitely felt the beat all through that large frame of his and he would be a fun interview for the part two. Do you know, that's a good suggestion there, Brian. Yeah. Even if you couldn't get an interview, I believe he is a, a worthy of an honourable mention at least. Keep up the great work on the podcast. Haven't heard a bad episode yet. If you can give a shout out to the Wasatch and District Pipe Band. There you go. You're on the Wasatch. And a local bagpipe maker, Moral Bagpipes. That would be awesome. There you go. There's your shout out. And yeah, Hoss. What a legend in the bass drumming scene. You know, really? I don't know if he's actually playing anywhere at the moment. To be fair, last I heard uh, from Hoss was whenever he was playing in the Spirit Scotland pipe band. And that was a while ago. So, I don't know what he's doing now. Um, Good question. Maybe you guys out there can tell me. Or even if you have any kind of points of contact with him. It would be awesome to talk to him. You know, and really get his you know, opinion on bass drumming. And really be able to pick his brains. Because he is so influential. Like, let's look at the Premier, uh, you know, professional series that we were talking about on last week's podcast. That was designed by him. You know what I mean? That's why I called them Hoss-built, because that, yeah, they're Hoss-built bass drums. So, yeah, they were kind of bought by Premier, and here we go, have what we have now. So, yeah, it would be absolutely awesome to talk to him. So, I don't know, I have no possible contact with him. I have no details of where I can possibly reach him. So, if anyone out there has anything... Even a phone number or an email address for him, please send it our direction. We would love to chat to him on the Bass Drumming Podcast. That would be fantastic. Because, yeah, he was responsible for bringing so many people to Bass Drumming. Yeah, I think it would be really good to pick his brains. So there you go. Email us in if you, you yourself have any emails or even if you have any points of you know, that you want to raise on the podcast, feel free. Email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again. Big Rab Show at gmail.com. Very simple. Right. That's it for listener mail. If you guys do want to email us in, please do. We'd love to hear your emails. Let's get to it. Piping news. We have got so much to cover because, let's face it, it's about two weeks worth of piping news. So, as you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to it when it has been uploaded, on the 25th of October... This past weekend was the World Solo Drumming Championships. Yes. Now, how awesome was it? (laughs) It was amazing. Now, I didn't manage to get to it myself in person, uh, but I was like most of people around the world watched it on the live stream. So, it was fantastic though, wasn't it? And it was so unfortunate. All we really got to see was the adult senior the senior final we didn't get to see any of the qualifying heats we definitely didn't get to see any of the juvenile grades any of the of the tenor drumming as well we didn't get to hear any of that you know so we missed out on so much and we actually received a number of complaints from people they were like ah rab fix the sound fix the sound turn you have a microphone pointed the wrong way or something we had a load of people complaining about sound problems to ourselves on the show and i had to remind them saying here guys uh, I'm not doing the stream. That's not me. <laughs> you know, it's not us in the Rab Show was producing this. This was produced by the company Glasgow Life. So it was out of my hands, unfortunately. Um, and also, it was a little bugbear of mine uh, that maybe I don't think anybody else really picked up on. But I noticed that the camera angle was kind of a very extreme close-up. All you got in the frame 
was the drummer himself. Now that's fine, because I know essentially what we're watching is the world solo drumming, so you want to see the player, the solo drummer. But see, whenever you... You had such amazing talent on the piping end as well. Like some of these guys who were up there competing in the final had some of the best of the best in the piping world piping for them. You know, so even a little cursory, a little zoom out and saying, ah, yeah, here's Stephen Crichton, here's who's piping for him. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't until each player had finished their set and they had to walk off that you got a little glimpse of who was playing for them. So I would have liked that, I would have appreciated that, I think, if the cameraman had just zoomed out slightly and we get to see the overall performance, both the piper and the drummer. Do you know what I mean? And the interaction between the two. I think it would have made it a little bit more interesting for people who weren't drumming fans and vice versa, for us drummers who aren't piping fans. We could concentrate on the drummer. You know what I mean? I think just to give an overall picture, it would have been nicer if we got out of fuller frame. But essentially, it was all about the drummers on the day, so hey, we can't blame them. Let's get down to it. In case you aren't aware, how did the results go for our world drumming solos? Right, let's go to the senior grade, the big grade that everyone's talking about. Who lifted it again? Uh, yeah, I think I gave it away. I said again, didn't I? Congratulations, Mr. Stephen McWhorter. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, and we were debating this on the show last night. We think he has won every world solo since 2010. Now, I could be completely wrong here. And we think he has won them all consecutively as well, with no breaks in the chain kind of thing. So Stephen has been kind of dominating the world solo drumming uh, championships now for about seven years, I think. I could be completely wrong, though. So this could be something on next week's podcast for stuff that Rob got wrong. You know that. So, yeah. But, hey, congratulations to Stephen. I think he played fantastically. Uh, the videos are all up there on YouTube. You can go and watch back to them. Stephen, well done. I think all of us in the show were all dead chuffed that you managed to lift the world title again. And, yeah, it was fantastic. So, second place, who came up, runner-up? Michael McKenna, or Mickey. Mickey McKenna from St. Lawrence Atul finished up second place. <sighs> yeah, and he played out of skin, so he came in second. Third place was Blair Brown. There you go, well done, Blair. Fourth was Garth McLees. There you go. Fifth place was Willie Glenn Holmes. And sixth place was Chris McNichol. So whenever you look at the lineup there of all the six, the top six placed players, a lot of Irish people in there. A lot of Northern Irish people in there specifically. Like Stephen McWhorter, obviously, with Garth McLees, Willie Glenn Holmes, and Christopher McNichol, all Northern Irishmen. So, you know, it bodes well for drumming here in sunny Northern Ireland. So, but yeah. What did you guys think? What did you guys think about the world solos? How did you think the results shake down? Did, if you, whenever you were watching the live stream, do you believe yourself that the right person won on the day, or do you believe someone different should have? What was your opinion? It would be interesting to hear from you. You can definitely email us in and let us know the crack. But let's go through the juvenile sections, will we? Section one, March went to Tristan Jackwell of George Harriet's. There you go, fantastic. Section two of the March went to Daniel Lynn of Colabaggy. Well done. Section 3 MSR went to Blair Beaton of the 78th Fraser Highlanders from Canada. Awesome. Section 4 MSR went to Daniel Mullockey of Clauskelt. Uh, there you go. Awesome. I'll check what band he was with there. I didn't want to get it wrong. Uh, Section 5 MSR went to Ryan Green of Glasgow Police. There you go. So that was your juvenile snare drummers. On to the tenor drummers. Uh, Section 1 March went to Fiona McCall of Dollar Academy. Well done, Fiona. Section 2, March, went to Kira Anderson of Williamwood. Uh, section 3, MSR, went to Emily Davidson of Boghorn Bathgate. Uh, section 4, MSR, went to Cameron Sinclair of the Vale of Athol. And Section 5, MSR, went to Callum Smith of the Quinn Memorial. Here you go. So that's it, guys. That was your world drumming solos. Opinions about live streams and all of that stuff all set aside. I think... Itself on the day, it was a fantastically run event. Uh, it ran a little behind. I do feel, I think they were running behind. Uh, but that's just the nature of it. It is such a huge event and so many people to try and get through their, all of their performances. It's difficult to coordinate on the day. 
But I think by all accounts, by listening to people who were there in person, they said it was really well run. And yeah, they just really, really enjoyed themselves. So congratulations to everyone who competed. Managed to lift a little title on the way. Congratulations, all of you. You're all winners. And special kudos to Stephen. Yeah, continues to dominate. Well done. Okay. This past weekend, also, as well as the World Solos, we had the 45th annual Stone Mountain Highland Games in Atlanta. There you go. Not bad. So, yeah, our American friends, their season is just kind of continuing. As we wrapped up here in the UK, you guys in the States are, yeah, you're going for it. So, your season rolls forward. So, here we are, the 45th annual Stone Mountain Highland Games. They had... A payback competition. So let's run through the results quickly here. So grade 5. Starting with grade 5. First place was the North Texas Caledonian Pipeband. So shout out to North Texas. Yeah. Awesome. These guys are uh, especially special on my heart. Because yeah they sent me a wee hip flask in the mail. So <laughs> cheers guys of North Texas. Congratulations there. Lifting the grade 5 title. Uh, second place went to Baton Rouge, Caledonian. Awesome. Third place went to John Moore, McIntosh. Well done. So that was grade five competition. On to grade four then. Uh, first place went to Bergen Irish Pipe Band. Congratulations, guys. Uh, second place went to Loch Norman Pipe Band. Awesome. And third place went to Jamestown Pipes and Drums. There you go. Now, on to grade three. Only two prizes awarded in grade three. Uh, first place went to Grandfather Mountain. Yeah, which I think is an awesome name for a pipe band. Fantastic. First place, Grandfather Mountain. Second place then went to Wake and District. There you go. Now, if anything, I love Wake and District's bass drum. Yeah, I just think the design on the head and everything, it just looks class. Anyway, go and check that out. <laughs> Wake and District, congratulations on your second place result. Now, this, I think, was the first time the Stone Mountain Highland Games had a Grade 2 competition. So, it's a first for them. And so, yeah, it was brilliant to see. So, but unfortunately, there wasn't a competition as such. But this was, yeah, they had one band. They had one Grade 2 band entered. And it was the Atlanta Pipe Band. So, they were placed first because they, they were the only ones there. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations to the Atlanta Pipe Band. If anything, I haven't seen any videos of the Atlanta Pipe Band performance yet. Um, going to have to do a bit of digging online to see if I can try and find that. That'll be, yeah... I'm going to have to look for that. But yeah, I'm definitely going to want to check that out. So there you go. The Stone Mountain Highland Games is done for another year. Right. Thursday, the 19th of October, the Belfast Burns Association. Yes, they awarded a special achievement award to the Music Service for Pipes and Drums here in Northern Ireland. Now this kind of piqued my interest and it's going, oh, they're winning an award. Why? Now, for those of you who don't know, the Music Service for Pipes and Drums here in Northern Ireland are responsible for teaching hundreds and hundreds of young kids in schools and community halls and things all around Northern Ireland and introducing them to piping and drumming. So they are an amazing organisation and, yeah, one that I think should get more funding and, yeah, a bit of a leg up. But, hey, that's me. There you go. (laughs) So anyway, they have managed to achieve this award by the Burns Association in Belfast and the award was given to them simply because of the amount of young people they've managed to teach over this past year and introduce them to piping and drumming. According to the records, they're said they had over 160 players join local pipe bands (laughs) this last year. Isn't that incredible? 160 players have joined pipe bands as a result of their direct teaching. And they currently have 90 players on the books. So isn't that awesome? So I have to say, first of all, a massive congratulations to the Music Service for Pipes and Drums. Well deserved. And yeah, continue doing what you're doing, guys. You're clearly doing something right. So keep it going. Now, bands who are currently recruiting... Yeah, we've got a few messages from pipe bands who are recruiting. One such band being the Las Vegas Pipe Band. Yeah, they're currently recruiting drummers. Both tenor drummers and side drummers is what they're looking for. I think they already have a bass man and a few side drummers, but they need more to bolster the ranks. So if you are interested in possibly lifting the sticks and yeah, playing with the guys from the Las Vegas Pipe Band, now's your chance. Go and contact them via their social media. They're very available. You can get them on Twitter, at Las Vegas Pipe Band, or you can get them on Facebook as well. Go and check them out. 
definitely a strong pipe band going places. It's yeah. If you are anywhere near the Las Vegas pipe band, go and check them out. And yeah, I think you will not regret it. They are looking for drummers, both tenor and side drummers. Definitely worth a look. Right. In other news, the Piper of the Year competition happened there two weeks ago now. And that was here in Northern Ireland in the Adair Arms in Balamina. Now, the Piper of the Year competition is a little bit different from regular piping competitions. You start in the morning with your Peabrook and then in the afternoon you start with light music. So it's judged. There are two people judging it. And this year the adjudicators were David Caldwell and Angus McCall. So... But also, it was also kind of voted for by the audience. Because, yeah, it's kind of... They have to put on a bit of a show, basically. So, yeah, I have to give special kudos and congratulations to this year's Northern Ireland Piper of the Year, Chris Coyle from the Field Marshal. There you go. Well done, Chris. Congratulations. The winner of Piper of the Year. Right. Now, there was one story... That I really didn't want to read on the podcast, to be honest. But it is piping news, and it has happened. And yeah, let's get to it. It's kind of with a heavy heart that we report the passing of Andrew Bonner. Andrew passed away on October the 13th, 2017. Surrounded by his family, following a courageous battle against brain cancer. He was a front-rank player with the Simon Fraser University Pipe Band, and had been a member of the band for over 36 years, winning five Grade 1 World Championships with the band. Now, for those of you who know Andrew, he was a mainstay with the Simon Fraser uh, University Pipe Band, and contributed greatly to them musically, and also as a teacher. He inspired many young players how to play, uh, to get into piping and drumming, and was responsible for their tuition. He also spent time as an adjudicator and was also a prolific composer. He also spent time as a music publisher and he gave such tremendous, <laughs> you know, kind of support to piping and drumming in his area. It was just, yeah, paramount importance, really. So, this is such sad news. So, yeah, he also significantly, significantly gave his time and talents uh, serving the BCPA uh, Association and he was on the adjudication committee. He chaired the grading committee. He was a contributing member of the board of directors. And yeah, it's just uh, the list goes on and on. I have a, quite a long list of stuff here. It's just incredible. You know, what a man and what a legend. You know, and it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, he yeah, he created the Bonnie Music Invitational. This is one thing that I wanted to raise because this is, it's an invitational competition and I have watched it many a time, never been in person. But yes, this was his creation, uh, the Bonnie Music Invitational. An invitation competition basically of open piping uh, featuring some of the top BCPA Association Grand Aggregate Standing Players to raise money for brain cancer research. Now, isn't that fantastic? And in his time with founding this event, they raised a crazy amount of money. And at his request, before his passing, he requested that the BCPA continue his legacy by continuing this competition and continuing to raise money for charity, for brain cancer research. So, the Bonnie Music Invitational will continue. And... Yeah, I dare say it'll be to his honour. So, well, yeah, it's really sad, you know, because I have met Andrew before in the past and he was nothing short of a gentleman and he was, yeah, just an awesome talent. And he will be sadly missed by everyone, I'm sure, all of his friends and family who knew him well and everyone at the Simon Fraser University Pipe Band. He has left himself a legacy there of 36 years with the band, five world titles. Yeah, he will be sadly missed. Isn't that a heavy story, isn't it? Alright, let's get on to it. I want to talk about the finalists of BBC Scotland's Young Traditional Musician of the Year Award. Yes, they were announced not too long ago. And I'm not sure if I actually brought this to the podcast or not. I brought it to the live show and we talked about it for a while. But let's talk about the nominees. 
Special congratulations goes to David Snedden from Glasgow. He's a long-term piper, of course, with the Spirit of Scotland. He's in there, so we'll be rooting for him, of course. But also getting a nomination is Alexander Levesque, who's a whistle and piper and you know all that sort of stuff. So I, I honestly don't know much about Alexander Levesque, to be honest. So I'm going to have to do a little bit of research. But those would be the guys that we were rooting for. David Snedden and Alexander. Now, this... The final that these guys have qualified for and been nominated for is going to be happening at the Celtic Connections Festival in January 2018. Now, I haven't got the lineup in front of me right now, but I do know that the Celtic Connections Festival 2018 has just announced today their lineup. <laughs> yeah, and this is their 25th anniversary, so this is kind of a special festival this year. And uh, I think actually Ross Ainsley has announced that he's going to be releasing his album at this festival. Oh my god! Oh my god! Like, like, oh my god! I know. So Ross Ainsley is going to be releasing his album at the festival, plus the Old Blind Dogs, of course, Ali Hutton's band are going to be playing there as well. And whenever I was searching through the lineup, whenever I was first reading it tonight before I started recording this podcast, I noticed, hmm, there was a conspicuous omission. Yeah, there was no mention of any pipe band concert. Normally there is. I think Inverary managed to do it last year. I'm not sure who done it the year before, but each and every year at the Celtic Connections Festival, there is always a pipe band concert. But if you go and check Celtic Connections website, at the minute there's no listing for a pipe band performance so i reached out to them on twitter and i said hey celtic connections what's going on no pipe band concert come on and they got back to me pretty quick and saying that they're finalizing the details and will announce once it's ready so we will go oh we're gonna have concert news celtic connections festival so we're gonna have this young traditional musician of the year award Plus, Ross Ainsley's going to be releasing his album. Ali Hutton's going to be on stage with the Old Blind Dogs. And now we're going to get a pipe band concert as well. Oh, go along to the Celtic Connections website. Definitely worth checking out because, as I say, the full lineup is now available. So go and check it out. I haven't got it in front of me right now, so I can't really check. I'll talk to you about it. So, But I do urge you, go and check it out. Now, William Wood Pipe Band are recruiting... Of course, you know, they've just recently appointed a new pipe major and they're looking forward now to the 2018 season. So, William Wood Pipe Band are recruiting. They're looking at pipers specifically to strengthen their pipe core and bolster up their ranks. So, if anybody's in the William Wood area, they want to hear from you. Contact them, williamwoodpipeband at gmail.com. Their practices are Monday and Thursday nights in William Wood Parish Church in Clarkstown which is in Glasgow Southside, so they're looking forward to seeing anyone at all, be you beginner or be you experienced Williamwood Pipe Band. Would love to see you through the doors as they run out the field run out the door to hit the field for the twenty eighteen season. Now speaking of announcements of lineups, the faculty for the twenty eighteen Winter Storm event has been announced. Yes! Oh Winter Storm Baby! Yes! Oh my god, Winter Storm. This is one event that I have always been busting myself to get to, but never have had the opportunity. It's in Kansas City, as you all know. I'm sure you guys all know about Winter Storm. It's a huge event that happens each and every year. And oh man, this is so good. I have to tell you. Get onto the Winter Storm website now. The full lineup is on there. I'm not going to sit here and read through the whole thing because it's just ridiculous. It's huge. Go onto the website now. The full lineup of the faculty are there. I'll run through some of the names that I have noted down as being. It's kind of a list of the who's who of the piping game, really. Starting up with Jordan Bailey, Callum Bowman, Alan Bevan, Gordon Brown, Stephen Crichton, Ken Eller, John Fisher, Richard Parks, MBE, Terry Tully. Ah, come on. It's just ridiculous. And the thing is, these are the faculty. So these guys are going to be holding classes and workshops. So, do you know what I mean? Where else would you get a chance to learn from such a legend as Richard Parks, MBE? Even Terry Tully. Stephen Crichton, Jordan Bailey, come on, you know, this doesn't happen very often, 
And this event, Winter Storm, is just continuing to grow and grow. It's such an awesome event. And I have always wanted to go, but I have never never had the finance to get there, <laughs> to be brutally honest. Uh, yeah, because flights are just ridiculous from Northern Ireland. And uh, I've always been insanely jealous of people who fly over. That was one event that would just be off the chain. Go and check it out. Winter Storm. Go and check out the full details. The full lineup for the faculty are all up there now. Oh, dang. It's going to be such a good event, man. Oh, so we will talk more about Winter Storm as we get closer to it. Details about any live streaming, any concert performances, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, we will talk about it as we get closer to it. But it's getting exciting. Winter Storm 2018. Oh, come on. Oh, so excited. Right. Other news that's also exciting. Blairian District have announced they're throwing a huge event coming up in January. 27th of January in the Canal Court Hotel in Newry here in Northern Ireland. Doors open at 7.30 and tickets are available from all Blairian District members. Now, what are you going to get for your money? On the bill for this concert is Callum Bowman, Scott Wallace, Eric Ward, the legend, Eric Ward and Jordan Bailey who's also going to Winter Storm. Now, and after that, there's going to be a, a band on afterwards called Stonewall. They're going to play into the wee hours. Now, the whole thing, the whole concert is also going to be hosted by me. Yeah, I'm going to be on stage trying to entertain you all in between everybody. So, yeah, I don't know how that's going to go. But, <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Blairian District are throwing this massive concert with, yeah, with some really legendary figures in the piping world. Callum Beaumont, Scott Wallace, Eric Ward. Jordan Billy all given performances on the night, so definitely worth checking out. If you're interested in you're in the Newry area, or even if you're not, get your tickets now. Contact Blairian District Pipe Band through your social media, and they will hook you up with tickets. Okay, let's talk about more recruitment. Portavogie Pipe Band are pushing back out for Grade Four A. They're looking people through their doors, which is awesome. I'm so glad to see Portavogie in a back away going. I can't wait to see them back again. So there again, they're pushing for more people to come and attend their Portavogie band practice. They want to hear from you. Contact them again through their social media and they would love to hear from you. So that's a shout out for Portavogie. Right. I want to talk about the Glymphitic. Yes, because it's this weekend. Yay! Oh, I'm a drummer. I am a drummer and even I am excited about this. This is kind of, like, why am I excited? I'm a drummer. I shouldn't be excited, but I am. But I have to give a shout-out to the Blackthorn Piping Society here in Northern Ireland. They are going to be throwing a live screening event. Yeah, they're going to be opening the doors of the Ulster Scots Community Network Centre in Belfast in the Discover Ulster Scots Centre, where they're opening the doors at a quarter to ten on Saturday morning, and they're playing the whole championship on a big screen. So, yeah, go Check out the live stream, watch it all on the big screen, plus they have food and drink available and yeah, you'll be able to sit, watch the competition and have a chat about it with fellow like-minded piping fanatics. So that's fantastic. So this is happening in Belfast, free entry as far as I'm aware, that there is no cover charge. Um, yeah, quarter to ten, go and check it out. Details are up on the Blackthorn Piping Society's website, well worth checking out because I'm actually really tempted to go myself. So the Glenfiddich Championships is this weekend, the 28th of October, depending on, of course, when you're listening to this. Uh, So, yeah, in Blair Castle. So let's take a rundown of who's attending. Yeah, who will be competing for that all-important title? Callum Beaumont. He's going to be playing at that Blairian District concert, by the way. Yeah, And he's also going to be at Winterstorm. Busy man. Glenn Brown will be there. Cameron Drummond. Alistair Anderson, Jack Lee, Angus McCall, Ian K. MacDonald, Roddy McLeod, Ian Spears and Craig Sutherland. Now these are the guys who were all invited to play at the Glenfiddich. Now that's awesome in itself because whenever you look at the lineup, there are some notable omissions. Hmm. Anybody notice that Willie McCallum isn't there? Hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. Perhaps Willie had had a difficult season this year in the solo circuit. He will not be there at the Glenfiddich this year. 
But there's some new blood. There's Alistair Henderson. We had Callum Bowman in there. We've got a couple of young guys in there. Do you know what I mean? So this could shake things up a little. This is going to be a very interesting championships this year, I feel. Uh, Jack Lee is an old pro at it. Roddy McLeod as well. Of course, Ian Spears. You know, there's some old hands in there. They are very well experienced and know what they're doing. But you've got some fresh blood in there too. You know, it could be in to shake things up. So that's going to be really interesting to watch. Now, of course, it starts in the morning with the Peabrook. I think it starts at 10am. And our Peabrook judges are Ian McFadden, Ronnie McShannon and Jack Taylor. So those are our three Peabrook judges. Now, the morning is a little bit of a hard slog for us drummers. Not going to lie, sometimes listening to 20 minute Peabrook, it can be a bit of a chore maybe it can be difficult to get through but trust me as a drummer i made a real concerted effort last year to watch the glymphitic and try my best to understand it as you're watching the live stream they actually explain to you each what each performance will be what the tune is and the meaning behind the tune and see whenever you're actually sitting there listening to it and you're thinking about the whole meaning behind it and everything really brings it into context do you know and if anything it gave me a real newfound appreciation for Peabrook I would urge you to go and check it out the live stream link and all should be up on the Big Rap Show Facebook page if not go and check it out the Piping Centre I think they have the live link up on their website too. So the live uh, the piping center I think the live link's up there as well. But don't worry, on the twentieth we will be sharing that link out like crazy, so everyone can tune in and join in the conversation. Yes. Now the march to spay and reel in the afternoon. Our judges are Ian Duncan, Wally Morrison, and the legend it is, Mister Bob Warrell. Yeah. So. There you go. That's your Peabrook in the morning, and then your march to spay and reel in the afternoon. It's going to be such an amazing event. I can't wait, actually. I really don't know what way it's going to go. Everyone who's on that list there is capable of winning it. And that's what makes it so interesting. Even the new guys who are in there, the new faces, they have just been so on form this year in the solo scene. Uh, especially, you know, Alistair Henderson, even Callum Bowman as well. Uh, you know, there's so many people who could just suddenly, that prize is mine, give it to me. And it could happen. So. You don't want to miss this. So definitely check it out. The Glymphitic Championships this weekend. Well worth a look. Right guys. That's it I think for piping news. I've rabbited on for long enough. I've kept you with your piping news. Until the cows come home. It's time. (laughs) It's time for me to finally go and get a cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. Looking to book more gigs? Or maybe you're just a busker looking for more work? House of Piping connects bagpipers with clients looking to hire. Member profiles include an image gallery, contact information, a link to your website, and audio video recordings, all with full 30 day money back guarantee. Visit houseofpiping.com forward slash big rab show for an exclusive membership discount. Again, that's houseofpiping.com forward slash big rab show and get piping. LoneStarPiper.com The little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers, as well as custom kilts and highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Pipe Band Hub. Promoting the pipe band scene since 2011. For all your news, results and performances, follow them on Facebook, Twitter and with over 250 performances on their Audio Mac site to choose from, make the Pipe Band Hub your first choice online when you pick up your phone. Ah, yes, what a lovely cup of tea. How are you? Yes, it's my favourite time of the week. Time for Topic of the Week. 
Yeah, and as you've guessed by the title of the podcast, just give it away what I'm going to be talking about. Let's talk about nostalgia. Yeah, I am to blame for this myself. So I can point the finger directly at me, and I'm not pointing it directly at you guys specifically. So I want to talk about something that I have been doing personally myself and kind of regret doing. Yeah... I find myself becoming a bit of an old fogey. <laughs> now, for those of you who follow us on social media, especially specifically on our Facebook page, you are aware that we have a feature that runs each and every week called Throwback Thursday. Yeah, it's a kind of an internet thing where we go through the archives of YouTube and various other different websites and try to find old recordings of pipe bands from back in the day. Now, some of those are incredible to watch because... We get to see people, you know, from years ago. You know, some of it's really incredible. And some bands are no longer in existence. A lot of people sadly have passed away. And it's just amazing to look back on. And nostalgia in itself is a good thing. You can look back at these moments and think to yourself, wow, that was incredible, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Like watching back to old videos of the Victoria Police Pipe Band when they were winning ways into the world. Even when the legendary 78th pipe band lifted their big world title in the late 80s. You know, you can look back at these moments and think, wow. You know what I mean? But I also think it's damaging. (laughs) And the reason why I say it's damaging is because when you look back at all of these old performances, you kind of get the feeling that, uh, you know, piping and drumming was kind of better in my day. Now, even I know that's ludicrous. It's absolute nonsense. But you do, you get that kind of feeling and you think to yourself, you know, the technique and the style of playing back whenever I was a a wee lad was so far advanced to where it is now. You You do get that feeling. And, you know, I don't know. I've been chatting to a bunch of people about this and I just bluntly asked them the question, And he says, well, see, whenever you're looking at a grade one, when you compare it to grade one back in the early 90s, you know, do you think there's been a big shift in music? Do you think the music back then in the early 90s was better than what we're producing now in the 2010s? And the argument, you know, for people who were around in the early 90s, they would nearly look back and think, yeah, music back then, man, ah, you know, these guys couldn't hold a candle to it. The 90s were a different time. The 80s were a different... The 70s, 60s, all different times and of themselves. I often do think that in 10, 20 years' time, will we be looking back at 2017 thinking the music we're producing now was so much better than what we were producing then? As someone once told me wisely, we look back with rose-tinted glasses. Yeah. Because I'm sure during all our time of looking back... There's bound to be some bands in there that were stinking as well as amazing. Do you know what I mean? But I guess the whole argument I had one day, and now this was a whole two hours worth of a conversation, was, ah, see that that drum corps there? If that drum corps walked into an arena now, that would wipe the floor with everyone. And I did feel like saying, uh, yeah, everyone who's in that drum corps that you're talking about, are still currently playing. You know what I mean? So why aren't they wiping the floor all the time? You know what I mean? If, 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 that, if that's what you're saying. Also, there was a pipe core as well. I can't remember the name of the band now. Uh, I'm not just doing that to stay impartial or whatever. But there was, oh, see that tone? That tone they're blowing there. See if they carry that tone into the arena now. Oh, that blow everyone away. Ah, just out of the water. Field Marshal Montgomery, forget about it. Inverary, nah, no chance. These guys will just big, big sound, all blowing cane reeds and skin bags. Ah, no bar, no bar back then. Ah, when I was a boy, when I was a boy, when I was a boy. Yeah, you go down that track, and it's an interesting conversation. I have argued the point that the talent of the musicians, the talent of the musicians hasn't changed. It really hasn't. The music itself also hasn't changed. That's how it's presented 
has changed. I feel, and that's my own opinion, although I have caught myself looking backward and thinking, uh, you know, is it more technical back then than what it is now? I suppose you can really differentiate the drumming. I don't know much about the piping end. Maybe the piping has become less technical. Same way the drumming has, in a way, has become less technical. You know, whenever you listen to it, there seems to be less kind of movements and real embellishments and all squeezed into a short space because now we're attempting to be more musical in our performance. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Goalposts move. Judges' tastes change. Like back in the 60s, 50s even, when you listen to some of those recordings, some of them are really, really traditional. They are kind of a by-the-book, dot-to-dot, on-the-page this is how you play a Strass Bay. And that's it. You don't waver from it. If you change it, that's it. Judge says, game over. Bye-bye. But now, there's so much artistic license allowed to pipe bands. Even in MSR performances, which are normally supposed to be pretty stringent, there is that room for yeah, artistic flair that maybe didn't exist back then. Or through time, judges' opinions have softened. And, yeah, are looking for something a little bit adventurous or a little bit more musical with less stuff crammed in. Because it used to be the mentality was the more complicated you can make it, the better it was. You know, the more rudiments I could squeeze into this bar, the better it was. But now, instead of just showing your technical prowess, you also have to show your musical ability. Now, I'm not saying... That back in the 90s and 80s and even decades before that, that these guys weren't technical. Because, good God, all you have to do (laughs) is watch some of these performances. And the talent coming from these people is just incredible. And if anything, that's the argument, isn't it? Like that bank of talent that we had then, way back when, if that was still walking the fields now and gracing ourselves in Glasgow Green... And playing like they did then, will they still be winning prizes? So, I guess it's like a fantasy death match kind of thing, isn't it? Will the 2017 Field Marshal win in a championship against the 1992 Victoria Police? Or would the 1987 78th Fraser Highlanders, would they beat 2016 Inverary? Ah, do you know what I mean? It's like that kind of classic deathmatch thing. <laughs> and it's one I'm sure can be debated. You know, um, even in the lower grades as well, all through the grades. You know, can one band from one era beat a band from a more recent era? It would be such an interesting argument. And one, I suppose, is essentially down to personal preference. It's when you started piping and drumming yourself what you grew up listening to um, what you were kind of shown and everything at that time is yeah everyone's wired differently in the piping world especially if you can look at it and i'm gonna be completely controversial here but every judge's opinion is completely different not all judges are the same And, yeah, oh, that's controversial rap. But, yeah, all judges aren't the same. Some are looking for other things that other judges aren't. Some can be more traditional than what they're looking for. Some could be, yeah, a march and a straspe and a reel has to be played in this way and that's it. Or some can be more new school and can say, well, okay, it can ebb and flow a little bit. And we can be flexible on the breaks a little, you know. And the 40s and the drumming and stuff can be slightly phrased differently. And, uh, you know, polyrhythms and all that sort of stuff. You know, I guess with the movement of time also moves opinions. And in the movement of opinions, that's what shapes our pipe band world. So whenever we start talking about topics like that, like, which I often do with my friends, and it's yeah, it's a good topic to talk about. Yeah, do you think the two thousand uh, RUC pipe band will be able to beat the two thousand and six uh, Boghall and Bathgate? And you look at it and you go, mm, I don't know. See, in that season they won that and won this and won that, and Boghall 
during that year they won the, you know we get kind of really geeky about it and really get into our stats and figures and everything but essentially what it is it's all up to change you know in any given year that judge could change their mind and just out of the blue consider bog hall on 2006 could have been you know doing something absolutely amazing but that judge didn't like it you know it just it wasn't for me you know what I mean? And it's all on personal preference. I keep saying this. What we're doing is we're competing at an art form. And in no other medium does it happen. <laughs> I don't think it happens in any other medium. Well, granted, there are loads, tons of other music competitions out there. You know, brass bands and vocal bands. And I do. I am aware that there are musical competitions. But you don't get painters and sculptors going in competitions and they're going, that's a good painting and that's a crap one. But, yeah, it's weird. It's down to personal preference. It's down to the guy with the clipboard. So, whenever we're arguing and looking back and saying, Ah, see, in my time, man, in the 80s, we would play circles around you guys right now. So, just put your sticks away. You're crap. (laughs) I've heard that argument so many times. And I've even heard it from people who are not playing anymore. Saying, ah... I finished when I was a head man, you know, just hung the sticks up. I thought, I've done it now, you know. And sure, look at the music now. They're playing, actually, it's a load of old rubbish. And you're thinking to yourself, really? Have you opened your ears recently? Yeah, but then again, I would say that because I'm a fan, you know. I love all piping and drumming, so there you go. It's for me. It's a conversation. One that I have quite frequently with a lot of my friends. I do the whole fantasy deathmatch thing. Do you guys do it too? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know. But, yeah, (laughs) nostalgia is a big thing, I believe, in the piping world. Especially in competitive pipe bands. I don't know so much if it's there in solo piping. Although we all do look back at some of the legendary figures in the solo piping world. One of which that definitely comes to mind is the late, great Gordon Duncan. That guy was a real trailblazer. But I'm sure even at the time, I remember it at the time, and people were thinking, oh, he was a bit of an upstart. You know, and that's the truth. A lot of people thought, oh, here he is. He's, you know, he's trying to shake things up and everything. And, oh, who does he think he is? And then it was, maybe this happens. I remember the whole Just for Seamus debacle. Whenever that album broke, and... Yeah, I remember at the time, and we were thinking, oh, this isn't for us, what are you doing? But then within a matter of months, everyone thought it was awesome, and looked back at the event and said, wow, that's what we want to do. So I guess nostalgia has a big part to play. You know, looking back on things and thinking things were amazing back in the day, has a large part to play in our piping world. So... Let me know, do you play the nostalgia game? Do you play the battle of the bands kind of in that fantasy deathmatch kind of thing? <laughs> or is it just me and my mates? Are we just that sad that we sit talking around bands from different eras and if they'd beat each other? I don't know. <laughs> Interesting conversation and one that I hope you guys will join in on too. Please do send us in an email. Let me know your opinions on nostalgia. Do you spend any time looking back through the old archives? Because there's loads of them there. Some of the records even go, the recordings go back as far as even the 30s, even 20s. And granted, they didn't have the tone then and the half of the equipment that we have now. But the playing was still there. You know, the playing was still there. And a lot of people say, oh God, I can't listen to that. Ah, oh, listen to that, terrible. No, listen to what his hands are doing. You know what I mean? The technique was still there. So, anyway, I'm going to continue this argument all about the equipment and everything being more advanced now. We have technology, we have tuners and everything. Uh, yeah, so people argue, oh, people rely too much on tuners now and technology. You know, and back in my day, we just use our ear. And, you know, back in my day, we never had these synthetic bags or synthetic reeds. Or back in my day, the sticks were weighted differently. We didn't wear harnesses. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think it's an argument that will probably continue for quite a while. Especially those of us who have been involved in the piping game for a while. And yeah, a lot of traditionalists who don't like change will perhaps argue and say, Oh my day, it was better. But I think 
in my day is always an argument we're always going to have. Do you know what I mean? Because whenever, as much as we're looking to the future to see who the next world champion is going to be, we're also looking back at what everything has happened before and just kind of respecting everything. Well, that's what, how I look at it, you know. I can look back at recordings of uh, one band that comes to mind is Monkstown Mosley, who are no longer on the competitive field anymore, but some of the music that band presented blow your socks off and I would still argue to this day <laughs> see the death match coming through if Monkstown were still in a way of going as they were back then in the 90s I still think they'd be a force to be reckoned with <laughs> anyway, oh, that's a controversial argument but there you go you guys can all yes disagree with me if you please and do you play this game I want to know email me in bigrabshow at gmail.com the nostalgia game yeah it's one that's played so often with me and my mates they were nearly getting tired of talking about it for me i do have my favorites i do have particular bands that i think back in the time back in the day you know you listen to any set that they played and it just gives you goosebumps you know and also to be said there's bands that are on the field right now and you listen to them and you get that hair in the back of the neck kind of thing like oh wow that's amazing so yeah if anything i never want to lose that and I think the pipe in the world will never lose that. But looking back and arguing that back in the day was better, I don't know. I just think the music continues, you know, continues to move along with opinion. And that's it. It's an interesting argument. Email me in. BigRabShow at gmail.com I can hear the opening rolls, which means it's time for me to go. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Raising the benchmark throughout all the grades. Winning 8 out of 9 possible world championship performances, G1 reads are played by bands around the world, producing that quintessential tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our current world champions in Verarian District. Until next time guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rap Show Podcast. All the best.